Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Thur, and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. Welcome to Entrepreneurs. My name is Michael Durr. Happy to have you joining me today. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If it's not your first time, thank you so much for revisiting us. Okay. We've got 110 episodes in the books. We are on episode 111, trip ones, as the youngins might say. Um, I, I don't know if anybody actually ever says that. But anyways, as some of you might know, I was just at WPPI last week, which is the wedding and Portrait Photography International Conference in Las Vegas. I just got back because I had to take a few extra days just to have some fun. But the whole purpose of the trip was to get some insight into the wedding photography business, which is something I admittedly do not have much experience in. But I am actively looking to add that to my business here. You see, I had only shot a couple of weddings prior to that. Both were friend requests, and they were about like five years apart. So really, over the course of 10 years, it never really dawned on me to take it very seriously in the past. But this past year, I was hired to do one. And from that wedding, I booked another one for this year, which led me to the conclusion, Mike, why don't I just get better at this, right? Like, why don't I take this a little bit more seriously, put together a new website, learn the backend CRM workflow, and put together a portfolio. So at WPPI, I was able to sit down for a portfolio review and have my work looked at. So the person sitting across me was Felicia Willis, who is such a wonderful person. And she was so generous with me. She gave me a lot of great insight into wedding photography, which she could probably tell I knew nothing about. In fact, the book that I showed her had absolutely zero wedding photographs in it at all. So I was really coming at this from a completely green perspective. And she was able to pass on some really great actionable steps for me. And after I play this, I'm going to highlight some of the things that really stood out. Now, this is only a snippet of our conversation because I had really no intention of posting this for podcast content. But Three quarters of the way through our conversation, I said, okay, hold on a second here. Um, I have to get a recording of this because honestly, I'm just going to forget everything. I, I can't write this many notes. And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So after we wrapped, I asked her, do you mind if I actually put this on my podcast? I think it could help out a lot of people. And she was like, hell yeah, more power to you. So I am incredibly grateful to her for providing not just me, but all of you listening who are maybe curious about this topic in itself, a little bit of insight. So this segment is specifically based on how to put together a styled shoot, which in wedding photography is simply a staged 
shoot. Okay, it's not an actual wedding that you're photographing. Rather, it's something that is assembled so that all the vendors and creative team can come away with work that highlights their services. And so that was essentially my question. You know, how do I put together a styled shoot? Because as someone who just discovered what a styled shoot actually was not that long ago, what are the steps in putting it together? Who are the key players? How does it all work? So enough of me talking. Here's my conversation about style shoots with the wonderful Felicia Willis. So you're going to do your research. You're going to look up vendors that align with your brand messaging or at least what you want your images or your brand or type of weddings to look like in the future. So don't do for now. Do for the, what you're looking to do, right? And then you're going to reach out to them. You're going to say, hey, I, I am putting together a style shoot and you need to customize that email that will be appealing to them and a benefit to them. Yeah. Try to find someone that, if you can't find people that are above you, because that will probably be harder to find those type of high-end planners and et cetera. Find people that are coming into the industry at your level that know that we want to get to a certain level and you do it together. Those are the people that you're gonna grow with and you'll get clients from. So you reach out to them, a customized email. It has to give benefit to them. That here's my mood board, the venue I'm thinking about. I'm still currently reaching out to everyone. I'm just trying to put it out there and see who will be interested in working with me. I would love to work with you. You'll have these beautiful images to use for your portfolio. I'll make sure and even throw in, I'll do a, a professional photo of you as well because people don't do that. Okay, so who, who should I be getting in a hold of? Vendors? Vendors. Vendors and will they be getting the, the people, like the, the bride and the groom or the No, I'm going to be honest with you. You may have to figure out everything. Okay. Hair, makeup, that's me, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's real easy through geotag, Instagram, hashtags. I just need a venue and maybe some styling around, like, floral arrangements, things of that nature, venue. And because this is your vision for your portfolio, it's important that you go on Pinterest, even take maybe a few images for a reference style of uh, this is what the lighting would look like. Put together, say, these. Are, this is the colors that I would like to do. Or if you don't have all of that in mind, just say, hey, this is what I have in mind for my portfolio, but I would love your input on what color theme we should do. Yeah. So you don't have to figure everything out, but you do need to bring a visual eye point so that everyone knows what they can expect and that they're on the same the same board together. Okay. And all the players, I don't need a wedding planner, right, for this? You don't need it, but it will help. Yeah, okay. If you find someone that's, you know, starting to just get their yeah. feet in, so it I'm would I'm building help. a team, a creative team. You're building so a creative venue, team. Venue, floral, dress, hair, makeup, yep. talent, uh, any other, just because I'm not in the wedding space, any other wedding vendor that I would need to get a hold of? Um, I think you said them all. Now, I when I first started, I had people, I had jewelry. Like, I was okay, like, like rings and I did everything, but then I learned that it was unnecessary. Because you can go on, for things that are unnecessary, you can go on Amazon and get a fake yeah. ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, the people, the most impactful people would be your bridal boutique, perhaps a suit shop, the venue. Um, and are they willing to... The floors. Collaborate with me? Like, a suit shop would be like, hey... They I'm, might. Mm -hmm. A model 
would you be willing to rent this out to us or you know not they might this, but, like, but if not be willing to invest okay. there are things okay. that you can rent places like blacktux.com yeah you can rent uh their the guy's stuff that might cost you a hundred bucks i will do a style shoot impactful five here yeah whatever you have right now is fine and then when you do your style shoots yeah it'll take it up and you'll be on your way. And I think that's going to help you determine what is possible on a wedding day. Because during that style shoot, even though you have more time, it's still a constricted time amount. So you'll be able to fill out, what was I able to set up? What did I like about the experience of setting this shot up and what I didn't like? And then you'll be able to make a better guideline to what I want to do on the wedding day. That is this dynamic, lit shot and you and honestly i'm gonna be honest one shot could be yeah, your absolutely. expectation with your as long as you're communicating those expectations right. with your clients right right and then um i'm sure you've maybe seen enough people do style shoots on their own is there any pitfall that they've done that you see kind of common like come up like okay everybody's making the same mistakes is, is there one like that um, I think the biggest thing, like how I told you earlier, is making sure that you are presenting yourself of serving the vendors that you're collaborating with. One is making sure they get the images in a timely manner, making sure that you're tagging them always. That is a huge mistake. That's things that they are personally offended with their hard work and time. Also, the assumption of you, the florist, taking on the whole cost of flowers is unfair you might want to upfront be upfront and say hey our floor budget is this what do you guys mind we all pitch in a hundred bucks right yeah right so that we can have the portfolio that we want yeah yeah so it's just it's just the biggest pitfall is making sure you're keeping their heart at ease and that they know that you are there for them and you do little things like a thank you gift on the day of that that offering of uh, a headshot at the good at idea. the style yeah, shoot. Everybody needs extra stuff like that. Or if you're like, I can't do it at the style shoot, or we're all going to be too busy, we might even right. look a mess. But we'll schedule. We'll something. schedule something. No and also keeping up that relationship. Hey, on on Instagram, just checking in. How are you doing? How's the family? People miss out on keeping their face in front of, yeah. especially planners and venues. Yeah. Venues and planners are the two people that might be hired before us. Yeah. So you want to keep that relationship Thanks, going. Thanks, Thank you so much. You're so that welcome. is so awesome. I really appreciate Hi. that. All right. So thank you so much to Felicia for the insight there. If you are new to style shoots just like me, this was probably a treasure trove of gems that you can pull from. Uh, secondly, I do apologize if you couldn't quite hear my questions in that clip. I did record this on an iPhone. I put it on a table. Turned out that my audio came out just a little bit low. So hopefully you could follow along with what was essentially being asked. If you couldn't quite make it out, honestly, I'm not so sure it was that important anyways. Uh, Felicia was driving the conversation at that point. So all you really needed to do was listen to her. And if I had to give you my takeaways from this segment, I would say maybe it's threefold. Um, one is that it requires a little bit of initiative and putting your creative style on something, okay? So sure, you could attend a pre-made styled shoot somewhere where other photographers attend, but that may not give you the control that you're looking for because it's gonna be someone else's vision and you'll have very similar shots as other people. 
So in my opinion, that doesn't really make it uniquely or repeatably yours because ultimately you need to replicate your style on the wedding day if you're going to put those style shoots in your portfolio. So you need to take the reins, so to speak, build your vision board and make it your own. Uh, The second takeaway I would say is to be prepared to make the investment, right? So you could do this for free potentially, but don't go cheap on renting tuxes or paying for floral arrangements or gifting people with something on the shoot day. If this shoot is actually going to take you from one level to a much higher level, do it. Like we justify $5,000 camera purchases all the time. But for many of us, we get conservative on a $500 project really, really quickly. So my justifications for investing are it has to make me money or it has to save me time. It's got to be one of those two things. I do not invest in things, or at least not anymore, I don't, in things that make my pictures only like 5% better, right? Like I try to look at the big picture. Will this portfolio, will this new skill set, more importantly, drive more business? And I think you can absolutely make the argument that a styled shoot can do that. The only thing I would add is, again, make sure that you can repeat this on the wedding day. And my last takeaway is simply to treat your team well, right? So whoever is on that creative team of yours, whether it is a wedding stylist, a wedding planner, whether it is the models that are standing in, the uh, designers for the dress, the rings, the jewelry, everything. Take people out to lunch. Don't make it all about you. Tag them in your photos. Think about what they might need for their marketing. Offer to pitch in. You know, just don't waste people's time. It seems obvious. It seems like such a low barrier to entry for developing relationships. But honestly, it does need to be emphasized sometimes. Do not take advantage of people. Okay, work with people. Remember their names. Don't always think about what can they do for me. Instead, kind of reverse that course. Ask them what you can do for them. You need headshots. You need family shots. You need anything I can do to help you out with. You know, nurture those relationships and you'll benefit in kind. So once again, thank you so much to Felicia Willis for the time, the insight, the encouragement more than anything. I think if any creative has the opportunity to sit down with somebody who is at the level that you want to get to, you should do your best to absorb everything that you possibly can and just absolutely appreciate the fact that they do not have to give you anything, right? They are doing you a favor. So thank you so much, Felicia. Thank you, WPPI. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, Please like, subscribe, review the show on your favorite platform. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.